Welcome to Bevington Banter. Uh, my name is Cassidy. I'm a white she, her with long brown hair and a ponytail, and I'm wearing a long, a gray long sleeve shirt. My name is Randy Bevington, and what I look like has nothing to do with what I have to say. <laughs> and Kay's looking at us confused because he apparently did not hear the clips from, so Microsoft has this big annual some kind of annual conference thing, whatever. They had this video series, Microsoft Ignite, and the people were introducing themselves like this, essentially reducing themselves down to their, yeah, I'm, their gender, I'm tall, their race, I'm thin, I have, and their I have yeah. dark hair. I'm wearing a pink they sweater. Said partially, they said one of the things they said for descriptive audio for people who can't see, which the event I know, I guess was called Ignite because they should have set the place on fire. Yeah, but if if you're wearing a pink sweater and you're telling somebody who's been blind all their life that yeah, pink, that means nothing. Pink means to nothing. Them. You're right. Well, and did she you know? Heard, did like, you what? know that the best time to wear a striped sweater is all the time? Is all the time one with a collared turtleneck? I like the the, the guy who introduced himself, uh, who had the shaved head except the mohawk down the middle and decided and, not and didn't to use mention that, that which was the most unique feature about him and he doesn't mention it well you can be whatever i guess you get to decide how you want to identify well that's what were i they, thought about were they describing themselves for the blind people in the audience that's is that what, what that's they, well that's the supposedly they said. Came out with however but what would she her how would that influence if i can already hear your voice that's not gonna influence my if you tell me your pronouns, it's well, it might if the, they were like, and then I thought, hey, they, is, yeah. hey, my name is Jeff, and I go by she/her pronouns. Yeah, the, I would definitely change my image. My name, of you my, and name my my blind person brain image. My name is Betty. <laughs> Let's talk about the Project Veritas raid. Give us the short version. Project Veritas is a news organization that has risen by getting a lot of really interesting undercover uh, video and audio on people. So they do these kind of undercover things. So they were raided. Several other people were raided by the FBI because supposedly they were thought they were in possession of a diary of Joe Biden's daughter. I mean, there's I mean, there's so much I didn't to it. Even I, I, know don't, I don't want to draw it out, but there's a, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is that Project Veritas had been given this diary by a I don't year know. ago. I actually don't know by sources that which they don't they were name. Then, they were then, yeah, unnamed sources, and they were not able to verify whether or not it was legitimate. So they chose not to share it. And they've they, had it for they, a year. Yeah. They and showed, they've never shared it. They've never published yeah. or shared it. Which is a good decision. They could not yes. verify its legitimacy, so they didn't air. They did not share it at all. So anyway, I don't know who found out that they maybe had it, and basically Biden used the the FBI to raid those places uh, for what really is a personal. Well, it would be a local theft issue to begin yeah. with. It if, shouldn't have been if the if FBI in the first place. Right. It'd be this, a local it, so, so this is something that they chose and they probably were never going to share it at all. And it actually was I don't know if it was Project Veritas. Nobody actually knows who ended up releasing it, but it, that didn't happen until after the FBI raid. So someone decided that I guess someone maybe decided that the FBI raid was enough of a confirmation that it was real to release it. Because to yeah, me, the plan kind of backfired on. Yeah, Biden, to, huh? to me, the whole the FBI raid itself is what, you know, makes that valid. 
that tells me that it was real because they said, oh, this was a diary that had been stolen. You just told us that it's true. Everybody had their doubts about it. And you raiding Project Veritas, James O'Keefe's house, you just told me that that diary is real. And yeah, it's disgusting. And, and even then, um, Project Veritas says that it wasn't stolen. Supposedly, the source says that it was left behind in a residence or an apartment or something that she had once occupied. And it was left behind. And that's how uh, somebody came to possess it other than her. It wasn't that it wasn't stolen. At least that's their story. Now, what you're saying, Kate, I mean, that's true. You, you made an issue out of it. Nobody, the world would have never known this even existed had the FBI not raided Project Veritas. So that tells me that it's not about that. Okay, here I am with my conspiracy theories. It wasn't about them trying to get the diary back. They confiscated a lot of additional work of these journalists. Yeah. That's what they wanted. Yeah, they used it to There's get something else James there O'Keefe's that they house. wanted to get their hands because on. James O'Keefe has since complained basically that they took a bunch of other stuff. Yes, that that's was not what they wanted. related to it at all. They have they have uh, potentially identities of whistleblowers from all different kinds of stuff from, you know, from inside the government, from pharmaceutical companies. And now all of that is in the hands of the government. Right. So think, but just think about it. If you don't want this information out there, you just do nothing because it was your raid that made it public. So if you do nothing, it, it's not out there, but you use it as a pretense to raid them because there's other things you that the FBI, the administration wants to get their hands on. And that's what they were really after. I heard uh, the, the lawyer for Project Veritas, they, uh, somebody was interviewing them. They, they asked what the charge was uh, on the on the warrant and it said misprision of felony and so i looked that up wait it, what did you just say yeah what misprision m-i-s-p-r-i-s-i-o-n misprision of felony okay that's how i so the most familiar and popular use of the term misprision describes the failure to report a crime well guess what project veritas had reported that they had this diary. So that's not even accurate. They had previously reported and made it known that they had come into possession of this diary. So that's yeah. that's I not heard they didn't they didn't take it to any kind of federal agency. They took it to local they did report well, it to local police, didn't they? I don't know who they reported it to, but even if it was local police, that's still really, oh, yeah. you're it's it's a local theft. You reported it to the local police. No, Joe Biden wasn't right president, was not president when this diary came up missing. He was just a candidate. He was he was still just a, you know, a, just a civilian. And the fact that any change the roles, switch roles here and tell me that if if some leftist media organization had gotten a hold of Ivanka Trump's uh, diary or even even. I mean, look at the Steele dossier. Even if some random person wrote it and said that it was Ivanka Trump's diary, they would have published it in a heartbeat. Well, you don't even have to suppose that. No they sources illegally, whatsoever. They, they illegally published Donald Trump's what they could get their hands oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, tax returns. Taxes. But and, they, and, um, and they had no problem doing it. They didn't, didn't bother them a bit to do it. And it was clearly illegal. I just mean how Project Veritas handled it was exactly what you would want in like journalistic integrity yes because they totally could have had some crazy scoop it could have been before the election it would have looked bad for joe biden and they 
the only downside for them would have been that it potentially turns out not to be true for most organization on the left. That doesn't matter. That's yeah, but not then a the damage factor. is already done. That's the damage is done what already. happened. With, that's yeah. basically their that's what happens play. all the time on the left is they just yes. put it out there and then later it's false, but people don't ever get the message that it turned out. It was uncorroborated or wrongly reported until yeah, like five years later. Done. And someone's like, Oh my gosh, they were lying. They were lying to us the whole time. Hookers didn't pee on a bed that that Obama slept in. That's not that wasn't real. That sounded so real, so convincing. You mean Trump? I, no, I Obama out. slept oh. in the bed, and oh, Trump yeah. paid the Russian oh, okay, hookers yeah, yeah, yeah. to pee on the bed that Obama had stayed in. That was in the Steele dossier. That I was found, believable. I found out why this we're unfamiliar with the term misprision of felony is because I think it's just that, pronounced misprison. I looked it up. Okay. Well, that's, I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm using hooked on phonics. Um, we know how that went. Well, I went now, you. now uh, in modern times, this is just referred to as normally sedition or insurrection. Oh, that makes oh sense. you can't use that word. I know. <laughs> if you if you tried to call this sedition or insurrection, people would say that's total baloney. So they use a term that no the, nobody uses anymore. Well, I don't know. They like to call a lot of things insurrection. That yeah, but but this obviously is not insurrection. Well, that's all I've got to say about um, Project Veritas. Other okay, than Forrest. That's all I've got to say about that. Um, I mean, it's just a a horrible violation of constitutional rights. That is police state stuff. I thought about this the other day. If you sit down and listed all these kind of things that are going on. You know, from the the government and and um, law enforcement agencies and intelligence agency agencies. If we heard these events being reported from some third world country, we'd be, we'd be outraged. talking about going. At, we'd be outraged. And, we'd be yeah. we'd be talking about going over there militarily and intervening. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I, I just recently watched the John Adams miniseries, but it's based on the main biography on him on HBO and listening to the types of things that they were saying are like oh that's a violation of rights and that's too much government power and you're looking like that sounds wonderful let's have that and back then they were like this is too much speaking of violation of constitutional rights and failure of the government institutions let's talk about our screwed up judicial system Oh, you mean using somebody's choice to remain silent, their Fifth Amendment right to um, convey guilt? Is that, that maybe against the Constitution? Guy, that judge reprimanded him pretty good, but Not he enough. should be. Not it enough. Should be, yeah, I don't out. see how. I don't see how. Should the be trial disbarred. Went. I don't see how the trial continued at that point. So we're talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. If you were unaware, if you're living under a rock. Kyle Rittenhouse was a young man. He is now 18, I believe, but he was 17 at the time during the riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin, who um, went out to protect a car dealership that he worked at. And there was a couple of dealerships and also offer first aid to people who were injured. And he had an AR-15 with him. And in the course of events was pursued, attacked by a few individuals and end up shooting and killing two people and injuring another and now is on trial for a double homicide. You're going to hear me get real, real passionate during this and maybe say some horrible things, but Kyle Rittenhouse started making good communists. 
What? He made good communists. Because the only good communists are dead communists. Oh. I, I just want okay. to clarify one thing. Uh, he did not work at the car lots. Oh, okay. Um, he, he worked was, in... He, 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 he didn't live. A lot of the things you're going to say, yeah. A, a lot of people talking about him coming over state borders, right. but he lived right over the border. It's very away. close. And he worked in, he worked in the area. So. He lived yes. in Antioch, Illinois. Yeah. Like a suburb of minutes, Chicago. It's not very um, far away at all. He worked in Kenosha I, and his father lived in Kenosha. My issue with um, reacting to your comment about dead communists a little bit viscerally is because you know that and any of us who went, if we probably a poor decision to go out there, right. And have the gun, but he did. And he had to defend himself, but you know, that he did not want to shoot anyone. He does not want to kill anyone and the emotional toll that you go through. And so when you state it like that makes it sound like he was going out there looking for blood. And I just want to clarify, no, yeah, no, if you he watch, didn't. if you he didn't, he waited no. till the absolute yes. last second. I mean, the last second where the guy yes. Rosenbaum, the first guy who have a hard time caring well the medical examiner until he was touching his gun right stated yesterday that it was highly perfectly plausible that his hand was on the gun because of the looking at the first wound was to his hand with the powder burns and stuff that were you know on his hand that yes it was quite likely that his hand was actually on the gun when when uh rittenhouse finally fired and as far as what's the other uh hugh Hubert, what's the second guy that was shot, killed? Um, the skateboard guy, he yeah. actually had struck Rittenhouse, he'd already hit him two twice times, yes, with yeah. already with the uh, with the with his skateboard, which a big skate, not a little skate, but a you know, a big skateboard trucks and all. And he was in the process of trying to grab his gun away from him when he was finally shot. All this to say, as the trial has unfolded. The prosecution has effectively made the case for the defense. There is nothing there. Every person they put on the stand, um, every video evidence they've showed when they talked to Kyle Rittenhouse, he it is you cannot everything points to this as self-defense that he thought his life was in clear and present danger every time that he finally decided to fire. Um, he broke down on the stand. I couldn't believe the the witness that the prosecution called that they talked to him and he said how he was asked to change his or they showed me a picture of a man and then asked me who it was i didn't know they told me his but name we, but we didn't ask you to change your statement then they, did we then they asked me who yeah, it was yeah, again you did. so i unsure like so i said the name because i was kind of confused because they just told me who it was and they said would you like to add that to your statement and he did not and they said but we didn't ask you to change your statement and he on the stand said like, yeah, yeah you, you did, did. <laughs> look look uh, every every prosecution witness confirmed the self-defense plea and confirmed everything that was visible on video from the people that were there and from the FBI drone video and from all the other eyewitnesses, everything confirmed and, and lined up and agreed perfectly. He had no case, but it's how did it even come to trial? They literally have nothing. Well, it's publicity. Well, this is so, serious i don't know i mean this is so serious what they're attempting to do and and here's my theory i've not heard anyone address um 
this is not about yes it looks like the prosecutor has no case at all and he realizes it and he's making the judge mad so that the judge so that you know the judge calls a mistrial and tosses it there's nothing um a dunce could figure that out that's not to me what's going on um but you also have to understand we everybody well anybody with half a brain and an ounce of honesty admits that um there's no way he gets convicted the only people i hear talking about him is some who one who's guilty who has come with a preconceived idea already of what they think you know is taking place but here's what i here's i think a perfectly credible suggestion a theory the da is uh he is liberal uh there's and he's run for office for the da and other places anyways and he was appointed in, in here in the kenosha whatever their county is he knows he has no case but he supports what he supports the rioting he supports what went on that night in kenosha as far as the rioting and and the looting and all he supports that movement he supports antifa blm all that kind of stuff he brought the case because they want him to he is doing things to make the judge be critical of him. It's like when you watch a football, like I watch a ball game and you feel like there's a bunch of bad calls that go against your team. And even though your team may deserve, have deserved to lose, you blame it on the, you blame it on the, the officials. Th this is going to get blamed on. He is setting up the left to be able to say, we got screwed. The judge was against us. He was like an, an additional defense attorney. And so we have every right to go out and riot. Well, that's part of the reason for trying to get the mistrial. The judge to call the mistrial, too, is to put it on him. Yeah, whatever it takes. Right. I don't even know that he wants a mistrial. He just wants. He yeah, just but wants, just to set it up. The judge is not going to call the mistrial because no, he I don't knows. think so either. He's not stupid. Yes, he knows exactly knows what, what he's trying, trying to do. do. However, and they're, they're using still going to the use fact. all the clips. They're still going to use all the clips of the judge interjecting. And unfortunately, Kyle Rittenhouse's defense attorney objected to nothing yesterday during the prosecution cross-examination of Kyle Rittenhouse himself. The defense attorney didn't say anything, and he forced the judge to have to to have to interject and basically make objections on behalf of the defense. And I do think that that looked really bad, even though he was right. Yeah. I thought the, I thought the defense attorney, I, I watched all of it. I was mesmerized. I mean, I just kept watching and watching angry. So and they're trying to disparage the judge to put, to be able to put the blame on him. And they're saying things like him, not allowing them to call the people who the rioters and looters victims um, because they're not proven to be victims yet if he was acting in self-defense. However, this judge has, they're trying to use that. This judge has a history of this in other cases as well. They're trying to use the fact that his cell phone ringtone was proud to be an American. Uh, what does that mean? They're, to say that the judge has done all these, um, I've heard them statements that people have made saying the judge has consistently um, favored, favored the defense and Kyle Rittenhouse's side and um, in, in decisions and comments. So, yes. He's also consistently apparently been a Democrat his whole life. His yep. history, his history a has appointed been more by pro, Democrat. Yeah. has been more pro uh, prosecution. That is, is his history. Yep. Um, but yeah, I thought the defense attorney should have, should have objected multiple so times, but he never did, but they are, they're just, they're setting it up. So that when, if Rittenhouse gets 
uh, acquitted, acquitted, they can say, look, we got screwed. Look here what the judge did. And here's the video showing it. We got screwed. And they can take to the streets and they can riot. But my fear is I don't know that Rittenhouse, even with all this evidence, I don't know that he'll get acquitted because they are this is. They're trying oh, there's to, jury tampering. There's yeah, already they're jury tampering. To, they're trying to the dox brother the jury. Of George Floyd, the brother of George Floyd said outside of the courthouse that they had cameras on the inside, that they had pictures of the jury and made halfway veiled threats that they were going to do things to the jury, that this needed to have the right outcome. Yeah, we need to have a repeat outcome of, well, I guess, Derek Chauvin. I don't they know. They were not that veiled. No. I have also been horrified and sickened and saddened by some of the statements, responses in the media, on social media, by, you know, well, by everybody, but also prominent people, celebrities, whatever, the reactions to this and about Kyle and when he broke down on the stand and then taking pictures of him crying, LeBron James tweeting, those ain't no tears, that boy ate lemonheads before he went in there. That is right. Horrible. It wasn't tears. It was hyperventilation. Yeah, it was pure, he was having was a signs panic of attack. PTSD. PTSD. It was a totally PTSD. His life being in danger. And then someone else tweeted out something about this is going to be his face the first time he's in a prison shower. A picture when he was freaking out and crying. That is that is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I don't even think that that is. I actually think that's less disgusting than mainstream media coming out and still telling lies. How many new media sources are oh. still saying that he took a gun he, across state lines, even did. though we established that he didn't do that in opening statements. And they he's so great. He's a, this, this horrible racist Kyle Rittenhouse. He, every person he shot was white. He shot white people. All of them were white. Not only were they white, and I know you're not supposed to talk about this, about, oh, well, this didn't matter whether or not he killed him. The first guy he shot had been convicted of some type of child rape five times. The yeah, second guy of, had a rap it? sheet of beating his girlfriend and putting her into the hospital. And the third guy with the gun was not legally allowed to be carrying that gun that night. And he is definitely a full-on Antifa uh, Marxist uh, the first, Whatever. the first uh, Rosenbaum that he shot, yes, he was a five. He was uh, had been convicted of five different, uh, you know, being a pedophile and five different kids. Um, one of them was anal uh, anal sodomy. Um, he died doing what he loved, but, trying to touch a child. But he kept ye yelling the N word at Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, it wasn't Rittenhouse that was doing that. It was it was the guy that he ended up having to shoot. But here's the thing that it gets down to me is like they want to um, if Rittenhouse is convicted and I know all the evidence says no way, but that doesn't that doesn't mean anything at this point. If he's convicted, they're saying we cannot defend ourselves. That's what this comes down to. Yeah, this is the we right will not be, we will trial. not be able to defend ourselves. And, you know, what? The, what that means is, is that the the brown shirts of the left will have free reign to go out and rain terror on communities and you can't defend yourself against it and that's what they want to intimidate people into silence and into their homes and staying out of public life and just taking it no someone actually said you know we could clear this all up by 
adding a law that said that if you take a gun into a situation where you know you're going to be in danger, you lose your right of self-defense. You mean the place That's that you need a gun. literally the point. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I guess the rule now is if you go uh, to counter protests and Antifa protests and you're going to schwack some of them, wear a mask and leave your phone at home. Yeah, it's I'll that. Just every, avoid the, this just avoid the situation. It's um, can't avoid the situation forever. Well, if they come to my home, I'm going to defend it. So yeah, but you're right. You're right. Okay, but they don't want. That's that's exactly. That's exactly the. That is exactly the game plan that we've used with North Korea for the last how long? And look at the problem that we have now. If we would have taken care of North Korea when we should have, they wouldn't have grown into what they are now. So you can't just wait for them to come out into the country because by the time that they've spread enough, well, I guess you don't live there, but by the time they spread enough to come somewhere like me and Dad live. They've taken over everything. So I can't wait for them to come to my doorstep. Yeah, by then all gloves, time, do? All gloves are off. By then it's but all our over. government are they're supposed to be help. They're supposed to be defending it and stopping it. They're wanting to make it, Cassidy. So like what you said. So you they're wanting if if they convict Rittenhouse, they're they're making it so you can't defend yourself. If you do defend yourself, you will be prosecuted just like Kyle Rittenhouse. And yes, here's another indictment against uh the, the system and all that. From the president to the to Congress to the governor to the mayor and the DA and the police force, they all are guilty of dereliction of their duties, causing a yes. 17-year-old young man to have to go defend and do their job. Yes, you could say till the cows come home that it was unwise of him to go into that situation. However, that never should have been occurring in the first place. Exactly. There shouldn't have been a riot for him to go to. Right. Because, I mean, back when Trump was still president, he wanted to send military. He wanted governors to activate National Guard to deal with this. He wanted the police to do their jobs. None of those people did their jobs. None of the people in Congress called to have that happen, or at least was willing to, to fight for it and actually make it happen. The, the, the governors, the mayors, these DAs, the police, none of them did their jobs. Even men in the in the neighborhood didn't do their job so that a 17 year old was out there doing it. And that wasn't even what he was there to do. He was there. He was cleaned up graffiti earlier in the day. He had his medical kit with him. He had some training, you know, uh, was working towards being an EMT, all these things. That's what he was doing there. And uh, he ended up doing he ended up being put in a position where, yes, it was it was incredibly unwise of him to put himself in that situation. But had uh, had the people who had have a sworn duty to to uphold and protect that community, it would have never happened if they'd have done their jobs. And the other thing is, you can say that he shouldn't have been there, but on the flip side, but it's not if illegal. There were, if there on the flip side, that judgment is illegal. People, if there were enough people that sided with Rittenhouse that had done the same thing as him, it probably wouldn't have been a problem in the first place anyway. Maybe the issue wasn't that he shouldn't have been out there. Maybe the issue is that people like us should have been out there. Well, that's why I said even the even past the police, even the men, if there'd have been, you know, several hundred men of that community out there like him, then, you know, there's a good chance this stuff doesn't happen. In the whole idea that they want this DA wants and people of that mindset, they want an opportunity and excuse to riot and loot and all that stuff. Again, they want that, that side as much as some people on, there are people on the right too. They they're at the point they say, let's do this thing. 
let's do this thing. Let's have an actual physical civil war and be done with this. They want it. And, and, and I, I, I actually think that that's part of what's going on in this. If we can uh, upset people over this verdict and the way that this trial was run, then maybe we can spark um, this civil war that, that we think is inevitable. Who wants it? There are people on both sides that want to finally have it out once and for all, a physical civil war. The only people I can see that are wanting it on the left, though, is the government. If you left the if you, if you left the military out they... of that, if you left the military out of that, and it was just like civilians left versus right, that's, that's not what they think. Is, so outnumbered. That's not a war. But that's, that's, a but, that's out. but that's what they think it's going to be. And that's what Ooh. I was gonna say. Do they think? Do they? Are they aware that the numbers, Who like the percentage of people that they are supporting? The, who support the things that they're pushing is so small. They're just the ones that are vocal. Do they the media realize has how convinced small them it is? That they, the media has convinced them or do that they, they really are not represented. Know. They, they have really gotten really really more people They're 10, supporting yes. 10% tops. Yes. 10% they, at the they think, most. They think that there is a much larger number of them than what there really is because the all of the mainstream media supports and amplifies what they're doing. And let me ask you this. If they are... If they're so outnumbered, where are all the people outnumbering them at these riots? No, where are they? People Those, staying home trying to keep yeah, their families safe. That's people, right, people, and that's better what they people. To happen. That's why every that's where the term the silent majority has come from forever. That you're out there causing problems, and uh, I mean, eventually, more people are going to have to go out there. I have a feeling that if this next summer is anything, because if Kyle Rittenhouse leads to some more violence in the streets i actually see more i see even more right-wing people going it, it does don't you think though that a lot of the people again, there's gonna be more and more right-wing people and, and not just in the middle not just middle middle but like a wide middle like the people not on the wings are more just like what we didn't ask for this like we don't want to fight we just want to like so they don't they don't want a part of it. They don't want to have to go out there and defend that's it. That's right. And the yeah. left knows they're not going to. So they're not worried about that. And that's them. the majority. It that's, does that's it does no good. It does no good to be the majority if you're silent. So we're the majority. So what? You're silent. So there's a huge number of people that will not be involved themselves in it. And there's nothing in their experience on the left with these riots and everything that's gone on that tells them that there's a large number of people that are going to stand up against them. Kyle Rittenhouse is a one is a, like a one-time exception. Other than that, I mean, they're pretty much having their way with whatever they want. So why should they think any differently? I've always imagined it though, as like you can do so. And I may have described it this way in this podcast before. I don't know. Um, as like kind of a pyramid shaped thing where the people with the your you know your capstone you you have the the least amount of people but they have a really really low tolerance for when they're going to finally act violently or they're going to finally come out and defend themselves and the crazier the left gets they break off the next layer and they break off the next layer and every time they break off another layer of people willing to come and finally defend themselves, it's going to be more and more people every single time. So every time you reach another threshold of people just having enough, it's going to be, it's going to be more than before. It's going to be more than before. It's going to be exponential. And eventually yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. I have a threshold. I don't know what, I don't even necessarily, I, I haven't know drawn what it is. a line in the sand yeah. and I don't know what it is, but I promise you that I have one. And when they trigger it, I'm going to lose it. 
I, I'm just not there yet. And I also, and I can't put it into words what that is, but when I see it, I'm pretty sure I'm going to know it. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be injecting kids to keep them in school because they're talking about that now. And I will lose my mind if we're going to make five to 11 year olds get shots. They're testing it on infants. Now that might be, I might well, lose it. I might show I mean, up to protest. I'm kind of waiting on I'm really kind of waiting at this point to see what happens in November of 2022. That's going to tell me a lot about where we go forward from there. That's a um, long time from now. Yes, I know. And that's the problem is like, I wish it would hurry up and get here because that's a year away. This is the that's one time I wish we had the stupid Canadian or British system. where we're like, let's call an election. Yeah. Um, but I, I listened to something a while back and I actually, I, I probably shared it on Facebook. I thought it was excellent. It was Jordan Peterson making the point that you cannot be good unless you have the potential to basically be evil or do harm. You have to be dangerous. He said he made the statement, all good men that he knows are dangerous men. If you're not dangerous, if you don't have the ability or the willingness to be dangerous, to stand up, to fight back, to strike out, then if you lack that ability, your lack of pushing back is only cowardice. It's not, it's not goodness. It's not self-control. It's cowardice because you lack the ability to do anything about it. You only are good when you have the opportunity to be dangerous because you can be dangerous, but you choose, choose to, be, to good. be good. And we have a country that is, for the most part, cowardly. I'm going to add credence to your argument and statement by giving it a biblical backing and truth. And that is God is very much a dangerous God. Yeah. God and also chooses to do good. And C.S. Lewis, the author of the Chronicles of Narnia, which is a very clear biblical allegory, and Aslan, who's the God character, in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, when they are talking about their, I was listening to a podcast of people talking about the use of the image as a lion for Aslan. And Lucy, one of the characters, when she learns that he is a lion, uh, he, she asks the beavers that they're with, is he safe then? And the beaver says, he isn't safe, but he is good. Well, Jordan Peterson and, and may I we may have discussed this earlier. Um, that, I don't think we did. Not here. No, you did okay. a sermon. Yeah, a sermon is why you're, is why okay. you're, Yeah. He um he says uh you know in it and it's referring to Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount in, in Matthew five when he says the meek shall inherit the earth and you know that just never set right with him and he said that he you know did some studying into the into the Greek and da da da. Anyways, um that it it what it meant was someone who has the the word meek somebody who has a sword but keeps and knows how to use it, but keeps it sheathed. Okay. Um, and I've studied this you know, a fair amount and that's a pretty good illustration. It's not really the literal meaning um, of how that word was used, but it's a good illustration. Somebody who has a sword and knows how to use it, but they choose to keep it sheathed. That's what is meant by the word meek. And it I'll be honest was, until he did it, that perfectly describes Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes, exactly. Um, it, it actually comes from a word that was used for, of um, soldiers who they would get wild horses who were very fast 
fast and very powerful and very agile, but they were wild. They would train them for battle so that that at the writer's you know, input, they would stop on a dime, they'd turn, they'd do the things that they could do, but they were still fast and agile and powerful, but they were under the control of the rider. When they achieved that, those horses were have said to have been meeked. So um, Peter, Peterson's you know, explanation isn't a literal, but it's a good illustration of, of what it means to be meeked. Yeah, I, I, and like, like I said a minute ago, I think that describes Kyle Rittenhouse the restraint that he showed. I'll be honest too. I don't know how, I don't know how he was so prepared. The composure that he did show, he didn't want to do that. He was capable. He was more than capable of killing them, obviously, because he did. And he did everything he could to not have to do that. But then when it was time, he did. I mean, a lot of composure, a lot of restraint, a high, very high level of being capable of violence and, along with that well, needs to come a high level of responsibility i th- i think that he showed an amazing part of his character on the stand yesterday other than the anxiety kind of attack that he suffered he he dealt with you have a seasoned prosecutor the da going after an 18 year old young man in the court of law with his life basically on the line he handled himself and answered those questions amazingly better than most adults could have done, you know, people that were, are 40 years old. He, he never took a misstep in his answers as much as the DA wanted him to. Do you guys hear, read about this Travis Scott Astroworld music festival? Yes. I don't know all the details. Okay, it sounds beyond, really weird. All I know is eight people died and that's bad Beyond enough. the a bit of people being like, basically... At first, what I had heard about the people dying was that people were pressing towards the um, stage so tightly that people were not being able to breathe and they were collapsing and then being trampled. And that's why people died. That's a literal nightmare. Yeah. That sounds so horrible. Yes. But then later, which is what happens at like Black Friday sales when people get like trampled and die and stuff. But later, as more came out that people were being stabbed in the neck and injected with something. Fentanyl. And people were like passing out and the, a security guard felt they revived like a prick. him with Narcan. It's a real story. A, a, a security guard felt a prick in his neck and then like, I don't know, passed out or whatever. And later they found when they examined him later, um, the marks on his neck where he was injected with something. But why so, haven't I heard, and then that I heard about people, people that died had the, why didn't they find uh, injection yeah, marks? So the they might really have been trampled and um, that, could be true but also i guess this other thing was going on and people were having it was more than that i guess people were having like spasming spasms in the crowd and crazy stuff i i don't know i hear people talk about how travis scott is criminally liable i'm not a hundred percent sure no i wouldn't no i don't know i don't necessarily know how i mean the organizers are one thing now if he did what he had done i i heard in previous concerts where basically he some like guy took loud. his shoe someone like took his shoe and he started orders. yelling at people to beat him up no no he but other than that he has in the past ordered um the people at the concert to go over the barriers and oh. push past security and ignore security and get up here to the front and if he did something like that then i'd say yeah that's pretty dangerous but there's also a video and of somebody like grabbing his foot and like they got a hold of his he shoe was actually charged 
told people, yeah, to beat that guy up. He's been charged, and it was a separate event. Other than that, he's been charged um, specifically for like inciting, basically inciting a riot um, at one of his concerts. And he was, and he, I think he pled guilty. But now people are not dead. that I would ever go to a concert <laughs> like that, but I'm definitely never going to. That doesn't sound fun. No, that does not sound fun at all. Even if it was a band I liked. That's too many people. I don't like that many people. I don't like a band enough to be in a crowd that big. Yeah. You know, people were saying how they were afraid of crowds after COVID. They got anxiety and they would be afraid to go in crowds. I'm afraid to go in crowds now because I'm going to get injected in the neck with some drug. Or crushed. Or, yeah. For another lighter-hearted story, this there's not not much to talk about. It's just really interesting to me. Did you know that I didn't? I guess I never thought about it. But plants have DNA like the same as humans, like the uniqueness of it. And for the first time ever in a federal case, I guess it's been done in state cases before. A man they used tree DNA to put a guy in prison for illegal logging. They compared the DNA of the trees in the area where they suspected the logging to the wood that he was selling, this, these maple trees. And they got a, like so close of a DNA match that he got put in prison. I've known this for a DNA. long time. I've known this for a long time. They've been making plant-human hybrids forever because Joe Biden is a human and a potato spliced <laughs> together. He's a, he's a potato-human hybrid. Yeah, of course plants have DNA. How else could they have done that? They so, just do have eyes. So do you think that Biden no brains does know what's going on and he's just really evil or he really does not know what's going on? I don't on think there's anybody home anymore. No, I think he is not a sentient human any longer. Like what, a day apart, he claimed that they were not thinking about giving. Hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. You mean the person in his ear? claimed one day apart that whatever you're about to say he didn't that they claim weren't giving, anything they were not giving illegals that were separated from their families you know up to four hundred fifty thousand dollars and then the next day he said yeah it, i get it is but it's i just disagree with the amount i mean it was that shows whoever wrote up the teleprompter is stupid not biden he just says whatever's up there well, i know but i mean that's where he can he does not know that's my point he does no, not yeah, know if because he, he can if make he was there a little bit if he was there a little bit he'd like get like partway through the teleprompter be a wait. He'd be wait, like, I just, can't say this said because I just said yesterday. Yeah, I can't say like this. Yesterday you had me say something else. Right. Retype right. this. And well, all, of his saying, statements, saying, all of his statements are going to be pre-recorded pretty soon. I think that's going to do that, any live. It's not that yesterday they had him say something else. It's that he was asked the question and he wrongly, because he didn't know what was going on. He, didn't know. And he wrongly said, no, we're not giving them money. And then it turns out he was. And wrong. then after the press conference, they go, hey, Joe, by the way, we are. Yeah. Oh, hey, the people that run the country forgot to fill me in. So I gave you the wrong answer yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We, we apparently are given a bunch of money. I don't but, know why. But so I tell me. I don't. And Where's then my he, pudding. But then he said he stood there and pointed his finger and said, you know, they lost their children. They were taken from they were lost. No, they're illegal. They came into the country illegally. 
We don't send children to jail with their parents, just like we don't here in America. Nobody in jail in America Those has their children their with them. We also America. largely have no way of knowing if they really are their children right. in most cases. But they, they came in, they violated numerous laws coming to our country, and we're going to give them a bunch of money? Not they a bunch. Over $450,000. Well, Per, per up person, to a million per up, family. That yeah. is so it's four hundred fifty thousand for individuals, up to one million per family. Those people, the biggest thing is for breaking the oh, law. Oh, they they lost their kid. They were separated from the kids. They never got their kids back. Do you know how many times they are able to locate the parents and contact them and say we have your kids, and they say we don't want them back because if those kids are left here, I mean it's the very reason why they use the term anchor baby. They're hey. anchor children. Hey, Cade. Can what? I borrow one of your kids? I think I need to go to Mexico and uh, start walking north. Well, the gonna, government, the government separated already. me. I'm just kidding. The government separated me from my family when they put me on a ship and sent me halfway around the world. You didn't Where's have my kids. Money? I had a wife. <laughs> that was my family. You voluntarily it's only signed a it's contract. Only separated though. From you kids. signed a contract. They voluntarily walked across the border. <laughs> I'm telling you, if yes, I was, but on you know to play devil's advocate, they were basically told to come. That's true. I would, I would, if I was in charge of the border, I literally would just everybody that came across the border, I'd take them and I'd turn them around 180 degrees, point a, put a bottle of water in their hand, like and tell with them their, to start talking, like with their feet still moving, yeah, like their feet just, still moving, like in a cartoon. It's actually just like, like a, still moving, turn them around 180 degrees, put a bottle of water in their hand, and say, <laughs> keep walking. I no water cannons. Water cannons, not water bottles. That seems really inefficient Here. and wasteful. It's inefficient for drinking. The, are you kidding me? You just put a big pump in the Rio Grande. Yeah, and the just way, start launching water at them. You get as much the, water as you want. Yeah, but with, now with the number of illegals coming in, they'd have the Rio run the Rio Grande dry. dry. No time. <laughs> well, then it'd be easier for them to cross. Are are the amount of water we need can't keep up with the flow of the river? Kate, you seem to be muting your mic a lot to cough over there. Are you coming down with a case of climate change? Yeah, I do. I have a case of climate change. <laughs> the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Was this British? How can this you be a, diagnosed a with climate change? A Canadian change? doctor. A Canadian doctor diagnosed a woman in British Columbia with climate change after she had breathing problems during summer heat waves and wildfires. And I believe he said something to the point of, if we don't start diagnosing the cause, the underlying cause, we're never going to solve these things or something along those lines. She was diagnosed with climate change. Good one, Einstein. We don't. As if people are not. People afraid, have never had breathing problems enough before. That we're going, that they're going to die or that the well, world's going to end. Now well, they, the, now they can fear this. That was the recent study that what, like 70% of, was it Gen Zers or something that have anxiety over climate change pre tsd pre ptsd they have pre post-traumatic stress disorder of generation what which gen generation? z gen z and we better we better just get this civil war going before my generation gets too old so that we can win um it's gonna be so easy no, we can't I let heard... them be the older generation because as soon as all the millennials die out that's it someone never... called it pre ptsd yeah, I've never heard one single person ever 
rank, say that they were so concerned about climate change, never, ever happened, ever. And here is 70 percent. That's why I just I just throw the BS flag on okay. that. On that this claim. woman, this woman who was diagnosed with climate change, she's also 70. Yeah. And she has diabetes. I mean, she's not a healthy person. How can you diagnose her with climate change? <laughs> My thing is that this is going to open the door for you. You best believe people left and right. Doctors left and right are going to be jumping on board this. Be like, yeah, you have climate change. I have climate change. If somebody doesn't buy me a ticket to Hawaii, really, you know, to some <laughs> tropical paradise really soon, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Nope. Nope. I can't say what I just laughed at because then people will think I'm a sick freak.